Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, everybody. Saturday morning in the Delaware Valley, along with my pal Mike Sielski. I'm Glenn Macnow on another beautiful November day out there, Mike. It's a balmy 60-something again. Yeah, let's get out and ride bikes, run the path, whatever. Sounds good to me. Drink beer, I'll, all those good things. I'll take it over snow. Yeah, it is. It's been spectacular, and we hope that you spend your next three hours enjoying it with us. So much to talk about today. We will get into all of it, and I want to start kind of here, kind of reflection, Mr. Silski. Okay. Uh, we are now a week removed from the World Series. We are two days to the next Eagles game. It has kind of been a long, slow week. Um Let's talk about both those franchises to start the show. And we will, as the show goes on, work in the uh, disappointing 76ers, the surprisingly decent Flyers. We'll get all that stuff in there. we got some great TV recommendations for you, so on and so forth. Big college game last night in Philadelphia. Eagles first. Uh, we are, let me do the math, 58 hours, I think, for Monday Night Football kickoff against the Washington Commies. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I we, you know, it's funny. We were yeah. just talking politics before the show began. <laughs> and based on that conversation, I would have not expected you to drop that term uh, 30 yeah. seconds into the show. Uh, so first question, easiest question I will ask you all day. Mike, should I have any fear that the 8-0 Eagles will lose their undefeated status uh, at home Monday night against Washington? Glenn, I think you should have minimal fear uh, because these are the Washington Commanders. This is a team that is unimpressive, that the Eagles handled easily the first time they played them this season down in Landover. This is a team that, even with replacing its starting quarterback, uh, that starting quarterback being Carson Wentz and now going to Taylor Heineke, is still not much of a threat offensively. Uh, the front seven, a concern because Washington's front seven is very good. Mm -hmm. um, but all things being equal, I would be very surprised if Eagles fans are waking up Tuesday morning despairing because <laughs> the Eagles were now 8-1 and one, having lost on Monday night football at home to Washington. I can imagine Angelo at 6 a.m. on that one. <laughs> uh, and I, I guess I agree with you. My worry level, I would say, is a 2 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're going to get into this later in the show, but uh, they do have, they being the commanders, do have a couple of elements that in the right hands could 
pose a threat to the Eagles, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think the Commanders are the team to do it okay. to, to exploit those. Yeah, and I don't know, if, you know, if the long layoff for the Eagles is good or bad. Uh, Tyler Heineke probably gives them a better chance than Carson Wentz. He, he's two and one. I mean, uh, he beat the Packers and the Colts, so I don't know how that that's impressive. Lost a close one to Minnesota. Their defense is is averaged by the statistics. Um, the good news is they don't they don't run the ball, and yeah, they they should. They actually have Antonio <laughs> Gibson, who's good, but they don't run the ball, and their turnover ratio is horrible. So, point spread is about ten and a half, Mike Sealski, and I think it's going to play right around that number. Yeah, I do too, and I, I guess we can get into a little bit of this now. Although, again, we'll deal with it later in the show. But the front seven of Washington is one of those elements that would give me pause in the right hands against the Eagles. Um, nobody's been able to slow the Eagles' offense down at all this season, relatively speaking. So um, you're going to need that. If an opponent is going to need that element, a defensive line that can create pressure and go toe-to-toe with the Eagles' offensive line if it's going to to stand a chance of beating the Eagles. Um, but Washington just doesn't have enough around that. All right. Well, I'm glad you brought up the Eagles' offensive line because I want to just take a moment now to pay tribute to probably everybody's favorite player on the Eagles, who is Jason Kelsey. Uh, this week I was, you know, a lot of uh, websites and uh, papers and so on are doing their midseason all-pro teams. And he's the center on all of them. Yep. And it just got me thinking that, think about this guy. He's 35 years old. He didn't make an all-pro team till his seventh season in the NFL. Now this year, he's going to make it, I assume, at the end of the year. For the fifth time in his career, he never misses a game. Um, He is a terrific player. And beyond that, he's the ultimate Philadelphia guy. Uh, Let's just, you know what, Uh, we'll transition to your thoughts by playing. I asked our producer, Kyle Quinn, just get me a Kelsey highlight. I don't know what he's got playing, just something that personifies Jason Kelsey. Now there's a fight breaking out. (laughs) Yeah. Some pushing and shoving. Odigi Zua going after Jason Kelsey. Hey, listen, you're going to spend all that energy. You need to do it when you have a chance to win the game. Do it trying to win the game. It's just frustration because you're getting blocked all over the field. Great job, Jason Kelsey. Run him out of the building. (laughs) Nice job, Kyle. Well done, Kyle. Well done. So let me hand it off to you. So I would... Let me approach Jason Kelsey and who he is as a person and a player from two different standpoints. You mentioned the fact that he's basically getting better and better the older that he gets. One of his biggest strengths as a player has always been his intelligence. Every coach he's ever had has talked about how smart he is on the field. And I think that tracks with what we're seeing in his career. Remember, he was a sixth-round pick. So just to stay on the roster and be a starter early in his career, you got to be smart. Just to play that position of center, you got to be smart. Well, what happens as he continues with his career? In a phrase that our friend Brian Baldinger likes to use, his bandwidth expands. He gets more and more experience. He sees more and more things. He remembers what to do in certain situations. And a very good player at age 28 becomes a great player at age 31 mm-hmm. for all the experience and information he can now download in a moment's notice. As a person, 
This summer, I was in Sea Isle City for the event that Jason held um, to support autism research where he bartended at the Ocean Drive. And what stuck out to me about that event and Jason's kind of place in it was the comfort that he has with the average person in the Philadelphia area. Yes, I will shotgun a beer. Yes, I will shotgun cheap beer. And I will enjoy it every bit as much as the people around me at this event will enjoy it. Uh, there's no airs. It's not, a, it's not a persona. Because the word persona implies that there's something even a little bit fake about it. Yeah. And there's nothing fake about it. And I think people pick up on that and respect that and, and enjoy that, I guess, about no, Jason. Nicely said. He's the ultimate Philadelphia guy, which I know is a phrase that we overuse in this town so much and it can mean so many things, but he really is. He's mm-hmm. the guy who came here who has a chance to be the most popular athlete in the history of the town, both because of his play. It doesn't work unless you have both, right? right. So he's got both. And the parade and the mummer outfit and the playing saxophone with the people and the Batman thing that mm-hmm. he wore the other day. And as you said, he is genuinely nice and engaging to people. This week on Twitter, he's great on Twitter, by the way. Yes, he is. If Twitter survives the next month, which <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. Um, he did this dissertation on the best fast foods, which is like great. It's like, I love McDonald's sausage sandwich. Not a lot of athletes are going down exactly. to that, right? Yeah. And he does. Um, and the lack of merit in boneless chicken wings, <laughs> which, by the way, I entirely agree. Yes. That boneless chicken wings are not chicken wings. They're chicken fingers, but there you go. And so he gets into these passionate arguments, again, all in jest, but really having mm-hmm. a good time, with just fans who write in like, no, Jason, I love the boneless chicken. And he engages with people on all platforms. I've seen him run into people in public, mm-hmm. as you did at this event. And he's just a guy who likes yep. people. Yeah. I asked him about that. Like, what was it or what is it about him or his background that allows him to do that? And one of the things he mentioned was he grew up just outside of Cleveland in Cleveland Heights. Um And his father worked in a steel mill, so there's an element of connection in background with a lot of people in the Philadelphia area. That's part of it. Uh, The other thing is I think he just likes stuff that a lot of people like. Yeah. You know, and that down-to-earthness— And and didn't grow out of it. Exactly. And that down-to-earthness really is that point of connection. You know, we we talk about who the most beloved athletes in Philadelphia history might be— and the two I always go to are Chase Utley and Brian Dawkins. But both of those guys had an element, as great as they were, and, you know, on the field and off, there was an element of almost esteem and a slight bit of distance you had to have. Definitely with Utley. Yeah, around them. Um, Jason breaks those walls Oh, down, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Utley, to, for everything he was, I, and I respect him. Having a beer with Chase Utley would probably not be the time of your life. Probably not, no. Although, unless fa- he really loosens up in ways we haven't seen. In fairness, Chase, whenever you dealt with him in a baseball setting, clubhouse, post game, or all that, was very professional, all about business. Yes. That's, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. Not yeah. a bad guy in any way, but very professional, very baseball. Chase Utley was here, and, and again, it's going to sound like I'm ripping, I don't mean to. But he was for, here for a decade, and other than World Bleepin' Champions, he didn't really say much that was interesting. Right, but that's that's kind of my point, is that yeah. I don't know 
what Chase Utley is like away from the field. He may be a great hang right, for all because, I know. Be, well, because he kept that, and that's, right. and that's fine. I'm not disrespecting that. But Kelsey, by the way, here's what Kelsey said about boneless chicken wings, because this is important. He wrote, there is no such thing as a boneless wing. It's nonsense. Show me those boneless winged chickens. <laughs> it's just clever marketing for people who are afraid to get their fingers dirty. Boneless chicken wings are just chicken meat balls fried and covered in sauce. I appreciate Jason Kelsey. He's great. <laughs> Cue the okay. Lee Greenwood singing God Bless the USA. <laughs> it's a brilliant thing. Uh, 215-592-9494. All right, let us transition into the Phillies. Free agency has begun. Um, we agree they're going to go hard to improve. John Middleton had this team in the World Series, and he's not done, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. He's still chasing that bleeping trophy. He is still chasing that bleeping trophy. By the way, Bryce Harper said this week, Dave Dombrowski is our guy. John Middleton understands we want to win, and we want to win, and he wants to win right now too. So I imagine we're going to be the same team with more pieces that make us much better. Um, your colleague David Murphy wrote a good piece on this this week and reminded me that since signing Bryce Harper in the last off seasons, the Phillies added Zach Wheeler in 2019, JT Real Muto after 2020, and Schwarber and Castellanos before last year. Mm-hmm. Big splash every year. Yes. Going to do it again? I think so, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Short, I, I think shortstop is where they're looking. I, I, I don't see how you could uh, approach their offseason from any other perspective. They let Gene Segura walk away. There have been open discussions about moving Bryson Stott from shortstop to second base to open that position up. And you see the available talent out there now, whether you were talking about Trey Turner, who Bryce Harper has already said is his favorite player. Hold on. As you mentioned that, I just happened to have this. This was Bryce Harper when he was injured during the year and doing broadcasts, which, by the way, he was excellent at. Somebody, I remember when that happened, people were like, you think that's his future? It's like, that's not really an economic uh, no, plan. I don't think but, so. but here's what he had to say to reflect your thoughts. But Trey Turner, he's my favorite player in the league. Not even close. That's a heck of an endorsement right there. Um, so, I, yeah, I, and there have been reports coming out of the GM meetings this past week that the Phillies are the front runners to go get Turner. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a terrific fit, uh, especially in a lineup that needs more contact. Turner's a terrific player anyway, but he is... Uh, above the league average in putting the ball in play. He strikes out about 18% of the time. League average is 22%, and this lineup needs a hitter like that. But even if something were to happen where the Phillies weren't going to get him, you still have Carlos Correa just opted out of his contract Love him. with the Minnesota Twins. Love Carlos Correa. Xander Bogarts is Love a free him. agent. Dansby Swanson yes. is a free agent. Steal him from Atlanta. Yeah. Can so, we get all of them? I love <laughs> Get some of those pitchers, I love too. all of them. Um, well, leave the pitchers for now. The shortstops. So you just mentioned four really primo shortstops, yes. right? They're probably four of the six best shortstops in baseball right now. All of them are between 28 and 30 years old, so age is not a factor in all of them. Figure whoever you get, you're going to sign to six, seven, eight-year deal, right? Right. Okay. Yes. You may overpay at the end. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. You can't worry about that right now, okay? Is there an order for you? Is there a clear top and bottom for you among Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, Danby Swan- Dansby Swanson? I would, Swanson. I would put 
Turner and Correa kind of one in one A. Oh. And you could almost flip flop them. I love Correa. I I love do Correa. too. I did not anticipate you would uh, be as wise as this. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I love Trey Turner as well. Um, but you know, you could flip a coin with those guys, and I think either one would fit in splendidly on this roster and in this line. All right, we agree too much. Let me see if our producer, uh, Kyle, you got these four shortstops, top, bottom, any of them, what do you think? Yeah, I I would be all in on Trey Turner. I mean, he fits pretty much everything that the Phillies need right now in terms of defense and offense. He'd be a great clubhouse guy because, as you heard, Bryce Harper loves the dude, uh, former teammates in Washington. So, yeah, I mean, you add Trey Turner, you could probably put him at leadoff where he naturally belongs and your lineup makes a little bit more sense. Your defense makes more sense. I, I mean, I think Trey Turner makes his team a So you like him head and, head and shoulders above the other guys? Yeah, I okay. think I would I would put Bogarts as my as uh, next. next okay, below. interesting. Okay. All right, I'm Turner, Correa, Bogarts, Swanson. And by the way, if they got Dansby Swanson, I'd be thrilled. He was the starting shortstop on a <laughs> yes. world championship team. Yes. I'll take that every day. Yes, and they're going to get one of them. Right. I right. think people are fixated on Turner, and that's great, and I think they probably have the best chance to get him. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't happen, it's like, oh, man, they got Carlos Correa. Like, don't. Don't be upset about that. It's going to be great. They're going to get one of these guys. And and not to get ahead of ourselves here, Glenn, but you think about next season. Assume you get one of those guys, which I think is pretty safe. Yeah. Think about how that stretches the lineup out. You know, we haven't even reviewed the World Series to think about how top-heavy the production in the lineup got to be over the course of the playoffs. And you think about the bottom part of that lineup where Segura... Got some big hits, but was kind of out of gas by the end. Uh, and Stott was struggling yeah, a little and by bit. by the way, as Gene Segura leaves, I do toast his absolutely. contribution. I, I don't want any of this to be seen as a disrespect to what he did to, for the franchise. No, absolutely not. Um, but was not a uh, an extra base slash power threat by the end of that postseason yeah. in the way he had been. And not as good a defense as these guys. Exactly. And, I mean, and, you know, he's... Right. We agree. Yeah. We like it. Yeah, but go for it. He's Dave a second Dombrowski. baseman, and now you're getting a shortstop. A gold glove shortstop. Yeah, whatever Dave Dombrowski's going to do, go do it. By the way, I did this. Uh, I did the. I looked. I did the work. I looked at baseball reference. That's how I did the work. <laughs> Trey hey, Turner. You, you just find the right tool and let it work for yes, you. Yes, Trey Turner, over in his career, over a 162-game uh, season, has averaged 114 runs scored, 24 home runs, 45 steals. They haven't had anybody like that since Jimmy Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else it would do? It would end that silly debate we had all year about whether Kyle Schwarber ought to be leading off. Yes. Yes. It, yes. Yes, it would. You know, thank God for small favors. Yes. And Correa, 28 years old, same power, gold glover. Not as durable. That's the problem with him. Uh, Dansby Swanson, maybe less likely to move. I'd take him. Bogarts, last five years, average 27 home runs. 300 batting average, uh, 880 OPS. This is They're going to get one of these guys, and we're going to be excited. All right, last thing, I want to grab a call here in this first segment. Should they invest? Are there any free agent pitchers that you say, you know what, I'll invest in this guy? You know, I'm not sure. I mean, they have these prospects in their system that I would probably rather see get a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking about Andrew Painter, for instance, someone yep. like that. Painter or Abel, both. Yeah. yeah. Um, g- give him a chance. Let's let's. You you've seen what other teams can do, based on the mentality and the maturity of a young guy. You know the the Phillies beat up 
um, Spencer Strider, for instance, in Game Three. But boy, he was really no, freaking good year. for the Braves. Yeah. So if they can, if they feel comfortable doing that, I'd rather see that. Yeah, a lot of people want Rodon. I think he's going to get overpaid. I think I would avoid that. He's not that durable. The one guy I would look at, and it's not a big. I think he'd get like a three-year deal. Is Tyler Anderson, the lefty from the Dodgers, who had a very good year, and you could probably get. And I would be happy with that. Yeah, um, and it gets a lefty in the rotation yeah. in addition to Rangers, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's work in a call here. Morris in Haddon Heights is first off today. How you doing, Morris? Hey, how you doing? I, I got to tell you, the WIP is the only sports talk station in the country where the weekend staff's as good as the weekday staff. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you, Morris. Thank you. I got to tell you, I enjoy, really, really enjoy listening to you guys. What, what I wanted to bring up, was that uh, one of the most examined and uh, under a microscope, everything was Jalen Hurts. The guy before this year, the guy got diced and sliced everywhere you can see it. Most people would have collapsed under that pressure like his predecessor, for instance. And the guy just played it through. And uh, I admire the way that he reacted to it. Um, a lot of the stuff that they criticized him for wasn't even his fault. He just stayed the course, got the respect of his teammates. And this year is getting the job done. Yep. And under a great, great, uh, uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, last year at this time we are all talking about trying to get Russell Wilson and all these other guys. He kept his mouth shut, didn't say anything. Didn't, it's, it's a real pleasure for it to have a guy that— To have a quarterback big. who acts like a man? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> I Listen, I think it's very well said, and thank you for the call. And let the record reflect, I was not on the Russell Wilson bandwagon. I didn't think that was a good idea. Me neither. I said, let's see what Hurts can do. Guess what? Better than any of us thought. You know who was on the Russell Wilson bandwagon? The Eagles! The Eagles were on the Russell uh, Wilson bandwagon. Uh, I mean, there's there's a whole lot of what-if games we could play if they actually had succeeded in getting Russell Wilson, which is what they wanted to do. Yeah, sometimes it's the cliche, but sometimes the best trades are the ones you, you do don't not make. make. All right, 215-592-9494. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to tell you a way. Actually, we're going to give away a $50 gift card to Shy Vintage Sports. We'll give you the way you can do that. Love your call on any of the things that we have been talking about so far, and we will add more to the mix. Mike Sealski, Glenn Mack, now on 94 WIP. Hey, United Tires Black Friday Super Pricing has arrived. Get some of their best tires at the very best prices now. They're offering up to $120 off select sets of BF, Goodrich, and Michelin tires now through Cyber Monday. Call or go to unitedtire.com for sale details or stop by your local United Tire store today. The weather doesn't get better from here. Actually, pretty nice. But if you're needing tires, now is the time to take advantage of great savings. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.